Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. What up, folks? This is Catholic Stuff You Should Know, Father Nathan. And this is Father Mike. He's welcome. Rum- he's rummaging around. I'm his, trying his... to get my uh, laptop out because that's cool. I can carry us for a while. I got notes and stuff. I got them notes. No one's got to know about it. All right. So, um, yeah, we are recording in the uh, first week of September. And uh, happy Labor Day to everyone. Oh, yeah. Happy Labor Day. I mean, by the time this podcast comes out, Labor Day was long gone, but hope yeah. you had a good weekend. A couple days ago, Labor Day. How's your, uh, how's your elbow feeling? How's the arm? We are uh, two degrees off, uh, two degrees down bubble. You can see it. I mean, I can go all the way out with this one. But what does uh, that mean? You still have, is that a, like a degree a week? Yeah. Well, it's like you make up most of your degrees in the first like month. And then after that, the last 10 degrees are really hard. Okay. So. I, uh, it's, it's, it's almost full recovery. I mean, you're back. You're it, riding a bike. You're fishing. I saw you fish. Yeah, but I couldn't, uh, I, I couldn't open a car door with my left hand the other day. And that was kind of that was kind of lame. Is it painful still? Just if I do certain things. Yeah, right. So twist it into the. I mean, it's crazy. As lazy as I was before, now all of a sudden, like, um, and I wasn't exercising. Now all of a sudden, it's like, man, I need to exercise just to get back to like being lazy. Oh yeah. So. Well, that's all right. You'll make it back. Someday. You'll make it back to lazy before long. Uh, speaking of fishing, I miss uh, Father Cheney. Oh yeah. I do. I miss Father Cheney. Father I Cheney like his goofy Fargo, humor. I like his style. I like his intensity. I like his driving when he doesn't back into things sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we load into Father Cheney's car. Father Cheney's the chaplain at North Dakota State, uh, St. Paul's Newman Center. Shout out. Um, the, um, and we load into his car. He picks us up from the airport. We head straight to the grocery store. We shop for maybe like 45 minutes, get some lunch, feeling good, time to, you know, roll out, and we're taking off. He makes some comment about this old dude crossing the street, and as he's looking at this old dude, he backs right into a light pole, and uh, that's how our trip started. So that was pretty cool. Whoops. Whoops. (laughs) So actually, speaking of which... Jackie Carpenter was at Mass today. Yeah, Jackie. So, she's yeah. wonderful. She is wonderful. She's a brilliant cook, a great uh, woman, very motherly. Um, she's brilliant with fishing. Yep. And, and also um, just a, a queen of hospitality. Yep. She's the, the ambassador. She's the ambassador. She's the ambassador. She's self-proclaimed ambassador. You can say hello to Jackie at the McDonald's on 80th and Wadsworth, um, right across the street from Spirit of Christ. She is the McDonald's ambassador there. Oh, yeah. And I totally recommend it. If you haven't met Jackie, you need to before you reach heaven. Yeah. So she, she, was, uh, she was giving me some, some lowdown on what happened after we left. There was a forest fire. Um, after we left, we didn't no. cause it 50 miles away, but, um, but yeah, she said it was really smoky. So they just decided where to was it? It was at the gold mine or where 50 miles what away. What was the so. name of that guy who flies this stuff? Oh yeah. You remember he kept going overhead and yep, that's board, not, not border bobs. We met border. Bob oh yeah. It's like border bob. Falls. Anyway. Oh 
yeah. yeah. It's cool to see those those planes taking off so on the a, water. We took our... Was that your first trip ever to Canada? Uh, no, I went to World Youth Day in Toronto. Okay. So uh, we went to Sturgeon Lake in uh, Ontario, Canada, um, and we stayed on one of the only privately owned islands in all of Queen uh, in all of Crown Land. Yeah, the Crown Land thing. So it's it's like a national forest, I guess, in our country. We, they wouldn't say national; they would say royal. Right? Yeah, well, so it's it's land set aside yeah. that can't be developed. Yep, and it. It happens to belong to the queen over there. Well, See, mo- that stuff, I still don't understand that whole thing. I need to do some research on I that. I was shocked. I didn't know that, that Canada was still like a part of the crown, but they're definitely still you know, locked in. they got to pay their dues. Yeah. They well, prob- there's something about the Commonwealth. I know it's like there's a lot of these countries that are connected, mm-hmm. but I didn't know that she's actually got land in there. Yeah, she's you know, got like territory little, or whatever. She goes hunting, Queen Elizabeth. Yeah? She's probably like, you know. Birds? I think of like foxes and horses and stuff, that kind of hunting. Right, I don't know. And they got funny pants and waders or something. Yep, I don't know. But either way, uh, we were on a privately owned, American-owned island um, in Canada. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. So, hard to believe, but we are back in reality now, and uh, uh, we'll see how it all goes. Yeah, yeah, back back to reality. Yeah, it's getting cooler. Um, it's The winter is coming. The colors fall are gonna, is coming. Fall is coming. The uh, love fall. Do you ever say autumn? I say fall. Yeah, I. I there are certain times that autumn comes out. You know, yeah, autumn, it's a nice word. The autumnal breeze. Oh yeah! Wow, shoot. Yeah. As an adjective, um, mm. up in the high country, there's colors changing. That's what I've been told. Oh, you didn't see any when you went down to Telluride. Uh, I didn't. Yeah, no, I didn't notice. Because we went around, so you can go through the mountains or you can go around the mountains. Mm-hmm. And we went around the mountains, so. Um, but out there, like, south of Grand Junction, it's super dry. It's like desert, and there's no trees to see. But we did go through, and I didn't notice anything, so I think we still got another two weeks. All right. But then we got to get up there, dude. I tell you, the major change that's going on, the uh, Wayne Manor is 95% complete, and it's looking awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does look good. You've the, got the uh, countertops coming in. Countertops or? are done. Backsplash is in today. There's a German guy that uh, Deacon Joe Gerber hired to do the backsplash, and this dude is, like, obsessed with precision. And oh, so yeah. he measures That's what you want, right? and remeasures. Yeah. It took eight hours for him to do one wall of backsplash. and he was Maybe just that's like, not what you want. That sounds not, like my dissertation. <laughs> yeah, but if it comes out looking that good, all, all the lines right. are straight, it's cool. Nice. I think I mentioned like Wayne Manor, which is what our rectory was formerly, I mean, called still, has a paint color called Gotham. Ooh. Yeah. Well, yeah, how did that, I don't know, how did that end up happening? Uh, because Cindy Did you a, pick that? Yep. Oh, okay. I pick based on names, not well, based no, on I thought, color. I thought that was there before you got in. Nope. I no, see this is saying. a gray. Gray's in right now. I don't know if you know that. Gray is super is in. Is it? No, Everyone's I don't. painting their kitchens and studies and offices and bedrooms. Gray? gray? I yep. think, I, see, I like light. Doesn't it mess with the light? No, it's like a Does soft. It feel comfortable? It's like a soft gray. Yeah, oh, okay. It's a, it's a soft gray. It's a softer gray. feels mm-hmm. natural, like you're in a cave. Let's, let's get some throw pillows in there. 
Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, you'll have to come out. Oh, good for you. Yeah. So I've seen it, but it's, it's been in construction and right. piecemeal. All right. So you're going first today? Am I? Yeah. Sure. You got your notes out. You're ready. I love it. Um, I want to... You got a transition? Yeah, I got a transition here. I've been trying for a while. Uh, wait a minute. Okay. Let me see. He's getting his All computer right. loaded. So I'm um, just trying to remind myself kind of where it stands. So uh, I had a parishioner this morning, uh, Mrs. Miller... Uh, Michael Miller, her son, is a great fan of the podcast. He introduced himself the other day on Sunday. Cool. So shout out to the Millers. She said that there's been a lot of downer stuff going on, and she'd like to hear something positive. Okay. And she reminded me, there's moments when like you're per- you preach to all these, these parishioners, and then sometimes they preach to you. And she spoke the good news to me this morning when all she right. said... Um, in Philippians, Paul is in jail, and he tells them, rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again. You can't get me down. Rejoice. can't get this down. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, oh, okay, I'll think about that and everything. So I'm praying through, thinking, um, I had some other ideas on the docket, but then I said, oh, I got a little something, because I say, well, what, what brings me joy, and how do you get quick access joy? Okay. So... Um, just a little backstory. Quick access joy. Quick access joy. Without visiting a dispensary. Um, yeah, I mean, I, that's not. That's joy. not always joy, right? Anyway, that's kind of a. I don't think you can ever say that's joy. Weird bliss. No. Right. We talked about that a few weeks ago. All right. Well, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Okay. I'm talking about other techniques. So let's hear it. I go to. Um, I go and do some counseling. Not long ago, a few months back, I was going through some depression and some anxiety, and I go and see this uh, therapist, you know, and uh, among other things, he gives me the, the most cliche, annoying thing. I was kind of afraid of this counseling thing, and I said, oh, it's going to be kind of cheesy and dumb or something. Um, I could talk to anybody, whatever. So I uh, give it a chance and everything. I get in there, it's going pretty well, and then he says, what's your happy place? I want you to think of your happy place. And I say, what? That is that totally cliche, dumb kind of right. line from Happy Gilmore. Uh-huh. You know? That's right. But I tried to think of my happy place, and I say, oh, maybe it's like in the chapel at the SY chapel at the seminary or top of a mountain or anything. And I realize eventually it's on a bicycle, anywhere on a bicycle. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Just the thought of it. Just, it just makes me restful, easy, huh. makes me happy. Do you have one? Yeah, fishing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, they, I mean, it's good. It's, like a, it's good for a psychological exercise. I got breathing exercises. This was kind of helpful or whatever. Not super helpful, but anyway. Um, I was, for some reason, I was, that came to mind this morning in my prayer, and I say, you know what the more genuine and deeper happy places are for me are places in meditation and in prayer with God, where I have um, found rest and encountered the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Places of grace. So on retreat, um, this is something that Ignatius says, is you find these moments in these um, particular places. Now in Ignatian prayer, which I've done most of my retreats with Ignatian prayer, you, 
you kind of enter into places with Jesus in the life of Jesus or in the scriptures or something in the mystery of salvation. And so there's, there's even like a little place, you know, and some of those places have really stood out to me over the years, and I call them my biblical happy places. Galilee. Yeah. Galilee for a lot of people, for well, Jesus. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, a lot, of, a lot of the things that happen in Galilee are, mm-hmm. are kind of joyful realities in the scriptures, and then he goes to other places and encounters yeah. other things, so. Yeah, certainly in, um, in contrast to Jerusalem. Right. For Jesus. Um, that was the place of the resurrection, so that is mm-hmm. a happy place. Yeah. But so I was thinking of some of my like big graces, sure, and kind of wanted to share some of my yeah, let's hear it. Happy places in the Bible. So I thought of some kind of general ones that you could go to if you wanted to meditate on on happy places, okay. and then some of my own particular ones. Which one do you want to hear first? Well, I mean, maybe maybe some generals. Then we'll go to the particular. Okay, so um, here's some. Maybe popular places. I hope, I hope this is a course in your scripture class at some point where you're just like, you just break it down instead of like going into the scriptural exegesis or whatever. You're just like, today, brothers and sisters, as we smoke our cigars and drink our root beer, we're going to go to the happy places Let's in go scripture. To the biblical happy places. Biblical happy places. Yeah. Put on a Bob Ross afro and, and just kind of paint some pretty little trees. What's the noise from Wayne's World? Here we are. Mm. Here we are Mm. at the edge of the Red Sea when the Lord opens it up and Moses lifts his hand and hope is before us. That's That's biblical. Yeah, that's a biblical happy place. The the dry bones, you know. um, Dim bones, dim bones. Ezekiel at the end of Ezekiel. Yep. Preach over this valley of dry bones, and then it revives. The bones revive. Okay, so like a, a bunch of uh, field of death. Things come into life, man. <laughs> Sometimes it takes a negative image sure. to really bring out the positive, okay. doesn't it? Yeah. Not for you. You don't like the dry bones. Well, I mean, like, that's... You're going to stay away from the dry Well, stay out of Dry the... bones is pretty cool. It's just like in the context of that, you know, Ezekiel, it's like, you know, like, it's like kind of like a zombie you know, zombie army, and then all of a sudden it's like they are not moving, and then he's got to breathe over him. It's cool. Yeah. Well, it is kind of the weird. The rattling. Did you see Coco? No. Yeah, okay, so there's all these, like, skeletons, Day of the Dead. It's hmm. pretty cool, but, yeah. yeah. Okay, so coming to life. I think it's yeah. supposed to be a hopeful image, right? Sure, yeah. All right, so maybe the dry bones is particular. Dude, these are, these are general, I'm gonna get, hey, general folks, topics. Folks out there, if you like the dry bones, if you've rested there... If it's a happy place, let me know. Cool. It, it could be just click clack, a lot of death, and that's not such a happy place. rattling. All right, what about what about uh, at the end of um, Malachi? You have this sort of things are falling apart uh-huh. and everything's chaotic and everything, and God says it's okay. It's not it's not a problem that everything's so uh, chaotic. Because I am going to provide for you. I am going to send my messenger before you. Mm, and then yeah. you're going to know. I'm coming. So it leaves you with this sense of hope. It's right at the end of the wow. uh, Hebrew Bible and canon. Sure. I like That's that helpful. moment. That's uh, John the Baptist, right? Biblical place. Yeah, John the Baptist comes along. It could be Jesus, but that's a long story. Hmm. The can, new I, can I talk about some happy places? I'd love it. Yeah. Like what about um what about David dancing before the ark? Oh yeah. With abandon. 
Absolutely. dressed only in a linen ephod, and then he distributes to everyone a, what was it, a loaf of bread, a skin of, of wine, and a thing of meat. Oh, yes. But it says raisin cakes in the, it says raisin cakes in the NAB, but like, even the Protestant Bibles are like, no, it's wine. Yeah. He like gives, he just throws a huge it's party. It's a party. Because it's a party. And God's coming up into the temple. Here yeah. he comes. Rejoicing. Yeah. I love it. I like that one. I like that one. What about the wedding feast of Cana? A lot of dancing and fun. Jesus is there. Mary's there. Who do you think was the DJ at the wedding at Cana? Mm. Mm. Lazarus. Um, yeah, like or I mean, Martha. Could you imagine, like, because that's what—that's the joy of Ignatian meditation—is you actually enter into the scene, and you have to enter it into a way that you're familiar with. So it's like, what does the reception hall look like? All the ladies are thinking about what is the centerpiece of the of the reception hall tables look like. Where did you seat? You know, the apostles who are kind of crazy, last minute invites. You know, how did they, you know, where did they get Oh, seated? yeah. It's all the details then of this the DJ? Stuff. And what's that's the, where the Lord What's the number one hit in, in uh, Cana right you now? You know, I'm not sure. I've heard some of the music, but in my mind, it's all like, uh, like acoustic, a lot of voice stuff. I don't oh, know yeah. what kind of instruments they played. That'd be interesting. Sitars. And, we played uh, for you, but you did not dance. What was that? Timbrels. Lute. Yeah, played the lute for you. That's like a flute, a little flute uh-huh. of wood. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think of like a djembe... I think of a djembe, like um, like some kind of tambourine, uh, and then like oh, yeah. like a like a guitar like instrument, and then just a lot of clapping and oh, yeah. vocalization. For some reason, like Star Wars, um, yeah, little what are what are those called? Where like Ema- Ewoks? Well, no, like where the oh that too, but like those kind of hovels, the little pubs where. People end the up. cantinas, cantina. Yeah, <laughs> that, it's well, in my I, mind. I, I mean, actually, I, I've thought about that before. Where it's like, when Christ returns, it's going to look something like the end of Star Wars, where everybody's kind of on the same side. Like, there's no mourning, there's no more pain. Like, everyone's there, everyone's smiling. You're in like great clothes, and then Chewbacca lets out a huge roar, and then everyone like claps, and you know, oh yes. Oh yeah, I like it. R two D two comes out of nowhere, and it's like fireworks. What? There's usually fireworks beep, 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 going. Beep. Yeah, ooh, I like it. And it's always like to the next frontier, or you know, like the battle has been won. But that, yeah, that one, it's over. Yeah, like there's no, there's no Empire Strikes Back after that one. It was just supposed to be a standalone movie. So mm. it was it. That's a happy place. That was that's, that's not scriptural, place. but you know, yeah, that's. Um, let me think of one more. Mm, we're just doing Old Testament right now. No, yeah, you can do whatever. Mm. Well, I mean, at least one of the New Testament ones that I think is is wild is um, uh, Saint Paul, like entering into a village where he was already like known to the people. Yeah, because they didn't know that he was coming. It's not like he had like text messages or. You know, it would be like, hey, I'll see you sometime in the fall. And they're like, cool. And so they would kind of look out for him, but they're kind of doing their own thing. And then all of a sudden, like, St. Paul's just like, 
what up? And then they're like, oh, man, get over here. He's back. Yeah. Yeah, There's that's, that reminds me of like the end of John's Gospel where Jesus is back, and they're just like, no way, and they oh, jump yeah. off the boat and run. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. That's like, I mean, to me particularly, that's it. I've already thought about if I become a bishop, which will never happen. But given the situation in the church right now, maybe. Hey, um, happy places. The uh, <laughs> I would make my Episcopal motto, I'm going fishing, which is what St. Peter oh, says. Oh, yeah, that's right. John 22. 21? 21. Nice. Okay, so um, another one from the New Testament that has been one of my favorites is that at the end of the book of Revelation, actually chapter 17, uh, 17 to 21, like the very end of the book, has this very dramatic contrast between two cities, you know, and God shows the one city to J- this John of Patmos who's seeing this vision, and um, he's the angel is explaining the visions to him as he goes, and he shows the first city that's like a, the prostitute, drunk on the blood of the saints, and is the is Babylon the ancient evil city where the people are exiled and everything. And then um, the angel describes that God has shown him the destruction of that that whole uh, kind of evil world and then um, brings in a new creation, um, this yeah. behold, I make all things new. And the heavens burst out into um, this joyous kind of uh, song um, in praise of the Lamb. Who's gonna? Uh, who's bringing the new creation, and who is the light for the new Jerusalem? Hmm. It's amazing a turn. But there's this one moment that I've really loved, where the um, this seer John is amazed by and kind of kind of mesmerized, sucked into. It's that verb thaumazo that you know, you know, just amazed by, extremely amazed by the wealth and um, power and. Uh, intimidation of Babylon, that the prostitute is being shown him, and no one can really confront that beast. It's the world, you know. It's probably an image of the Roman Empire and its own wealth and power Mm -hmm. and um, arrogance and all of these things. But um, anyway, it does also represent just the world and the fallen world and all the power in the world and the sense that we have that, like, there's no way to conquer this. How could you ever conquer this? How would you even start? How are you going to take down this evil empire? You know, and the angel tells this the seer John. You know, he's uh, the angel says, "Why are you amazed? Quit looking at that. Look, look to God." Or he just says, "Why are you amazed? Why are you staring that way?" And then he starts explaining. This is that fulcrum point where it turns from looking at the evil world and seeing the power and, and the mm-hmm. destruction mm-hmm. and the wealth and the everything of that world. And then uh, he says, quit looking down, look out, you know, look to God. And then everything turns and he sees the end of the end of time, the end of the story, which is Christ and the new Jerusalem and the new creation. So there's this thing where I felt that, um, that tug for quit worrying about the world. Quit looking at the world. Quit getting overwhelmed because you will. You'll get mesmerized and you'll get sucked in to thinking there is no way that this ever changes. And turn your eyes to the Lord. And, um, and that's just like a hugely peaceful thing. The future belongs to Christ. And um, yeah, that's a happy place for me too. I would think so. 
Okay. Can I do another Old Testament one real quick? Yeah, let's do it. I did a homily about a year and a half ago on because there was a passage in the gospel where it's it's or I think it was in the Psalm. It says, "For as on the as on the day of Midian, uh, the rods of their taskmasters you have smashed." Yes, and I was like, "What is the day of Midian?" And I had to look it up. What's the day of Midian? And it's the at least from my recollection, it's that day on which. Joshua says to the people, like, there's this huge army that they're going against, and he um, he collects all these crazy dudes, you know, that, like, lick up the, whoever, you know, draws their mouth, like, the water up to their mouth, or reaches down. Or laps, down. It, yeah, laps exactly. it like a dog. I think yeah. I got it backwards, but anyways, he gets a crazy group of dudes, and they go out, and they light these lanterns, and they put it in clay jars. Oh, Yeah. And they sneak up on this on this group of people, and at the at the at the the signal, they all smash their lanterns, smash the clay pots to reveal their torches, and they uh, they just shout. They like let out a battle cry or whatever. Yes. And the people get so freaked out that they just start slashing each other. Yeah, they turn on each other. Yeah, and then they don't even have to do anything. Yeah, it's just like and that little tiny group beats that whole army right, right there. Kind of the strategy given by God. The cool. day of Midian. In the day of Midian. Oh, yeah. The rods of their taskmasters you have smashed. Ooh, I so. like this. All right. These are very manly. Here's another one. I love uh, creation. And this is a, this is a meditation mm-hmm. that uh, Ignatius um, suggests as well. But for some reason, in my creation meditation, I always get fixed on the day that God thought up making the chicken. And that weird motion that the head does, you know, like the neck bobs, Mm -hmm. like that little chicken, and their weird noises that they make. Oh, I can't do it. Beep, beep, beep. (laughs) Obviously, in your imagination, you don't have to hear the sound. Beep, beep, beep. Beep, beep, beep. It's a Toyota Prius backing up. But I think, I, I love meditating on when the Lord thought of making me... When the Lord thought of making pine tree, the blue sky, thought of making um, those huge balls of fire in the in the space, and saying somehow this is going to f- this is going to warm my son someday, you know this is going to feed the earth, it's going to make the plants grow. Mm-hmm. Um, out of all that fire and chaos and huge bang, like even just like putting together that whole schema and saying this is going to work. Watch this, and then poof, I love creation. You know, yeah. that's a happy place for me. I could watch that show for a long time and just sit there, be in there. The thing that I'm always, at least the one that it it always is profitable to me is the Annunciation. Like, oh yeah, there's so many times that the Annunciation reading gets read at Mass, and I never tire of it because there's always a different line that just strikes out to me, or a different like, um, just scene or motion or like what what it where was where was gabriel was he above was he below was he was he big was he like you know yeah did he appear in like where did come pita from bread yeah you know so and how did she recognize his I voice like that stuff. what's the communication all that stuff i like so that yeah too. those are great happy places what about psalm 131 as a child has rest in its mother's arms mm-hmm. so my soul you can just sit there that one is very comforting. I love that one. Um, I once had a I once had a retreat where the priest recommended like three of these passages, like 
you know, I am so close to you as a father who raises a child up to his breast, mm. up to his up to his cheek or whatever. Like, uh, you know, so close you are. But then he prescribed to me the next day. So far, uh, of the heavens are above the earth. So am I, are my ways above your ways? Oh yeah. And I was just like, that made me really sad because I was like, you're so far from me. Yeah. Like you're so distant. And that's the, that is the paradox of God. Yeah. This thing is totally different, but also so intimately close. Um, okay, so the last one I want to mention is uh, Psalm 23. This has been a great right. comfort. I just, mm-hmm. did a, um, I just did a funeral for my uncle. Everybody out there, pray for Jim. Uh, good uncle. He died early of cancer, and um, it was hard, but it was also very beautiful. I love my family. Shout out to all my family that was there. Um, but he, uh, it, Psalm 23 was kind of the focus, and um, it's always been very special to me. I memorized that a long, long time ago when I had my Precious Moments Bible as a kid, mm-hmm. and um, it had, I think it was on the back cover of this, you know, and um, it's just a, it's a profound reflection on trust in God and finding peace in the Lord, and um, so the imagery is Jesus is the shepherd, I don't lack anything, I don't need anything, I don't have to make my own way through the world or through life or through death or anything, um, and then it shows you the benefits of having Jesus as your shepherd. And, and it has three primary images that it goes through. The first is like this verdant pasture. He leads me to the waters and to the oasis. You know, the Israelites are a desert people. And so when the shepherd brings the sheep who are rather meager out there in, in the Holy Land, or at least in the Jerusalem area, um, he leads them to to green pastures and the still waters. It's, it's a very restful and peaceful kind of image. Um, the sheep is like kind of in need. It can't take care of itself, and it's kind of hungry and uh, weak and skinny. You think of sheep like, well, I tend to think of sheep like in the movies or something, but if you see the sheep over there, they're more like goats. They're real skinny and, and raw and, you know, um, and they need the shepherd. They really depend on the shepherd. They're kind of dumb, and they just kind of go wherever. But uh, if you have the, sh- you know, the shepherd leading them, they'll follow. Okay, so he leads them to verdant pastures. He leads them through the dark valley, the valley of the shadow of death. And with his rod and his staff, he comforts them. The staff uh, can ward away any uh, of the wolves that are coming. And, and the rod is like that hook, you know, like the bishop has or... Um, if the sheep is getting too close to the edge of the cliff, he can just grab him and, and bring him back. You're not going to fall into death. You're not going to get... It's a scary place to be. You know, That's a valley of sin. That's the valley of troubles in life. That's a valley of literally dying. You know, mm-hmm. Once you go into something mysterious and dark and scary, you know, Jesus is there, and he's our defender. And then the final image is the, um, the banquet. You know, he anoints my head with oil. My cup overflows. This is imagery of the honored guest at the heavenly banquet. And for the fathers of the church, this was uh, a matter of the judgment. At the end, we're scared. You know, these little sheep, you try your best not to, not to screw up. You do your best just to live a good life. And uh, the Christian has this confidence, this peace now and going into death that um, really Jesus is just waiting to honor us. He just wants to invite us to his, his banquet table and then tell everybody around us 
how, um, how brilliant our life was, how good it was, and how good it, it was for um, him and for his church. You know, he just he wants to honor us. He's not, he's not threatened by our, our um, I don't know, even our arrogance and our pride. I mean, we're just little sheep <laughs> when it comes down to it. And then it ends with this very beautiful image that I, I, I really love. Um, in the Hebrew, it's Akhtova Hesed Yerdefuni Choyeme Hayai. There's a verb, Radaf. Do you remember what the verb Radaf means? It means to pursue or persecute. So it drums up this thing, uh, drums up this image of something is pursuing, um, something is pursuing me as a sheep. And I'm, I'm worried about what that is. I don't know what that is. Um, I, a little aside for a story. I just went on this, on this uh, funeral weekend. I went on a road trip with my brother and my new sister-in-law. And uh, I found out that Marion is like really goofy and fun. And uh, we had a lot of fun. Um, what's up, Marion? But uh, she, at one point, she likes to play pranks. And at one point, she, she went over to my brother's house and at, at two in the morning, you know, it's pitch black, it's the middle of the night, and she starts like messing with his window, so he comes out to the front, and then she's hiding in, her, in, in his bushes, and he freaks out, she jumps out of the bushes, and he literally falls over <laughs> onto his butt, and she loves it, she loves telling that story, he's such a coward, da, 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 da. and he was, he was scared, you know, yeah. my brother's not so scared of anything, but... In the middle of the night, you don't know what's going on, and there's somebody in your bushes. Who's coming after me? Right. You know? And that's the image. Something is pursuing me. Well, the end of this psalm uses this dangerous word. Something is pursuing me. Something is persecuting me, threatening me. And, it, and, and then it says, uh, only goodness and kindness, only tov and hesed are pursuing me mm. all the days of my life. With Jesus as my shepherd, wow. who's coming out of the bushes? God's goodness. It's grace. You know, wow. life is scary, but around the corner, around those scary corners, in those bushes, is goodness. The hound of heaven. Oh, yeah. I like that. Wow. Isn't that I've nice? Ne- I've never thought about that. That's the Radaf. Only the goodness and kindness shall follow me all yeah. the days of my life. But the following is a threatening thing, you know? Who's coming after me? Huh. Goodness and kindness. And you don't know it, but that's it. That's the shepherd. Yeah. That's a happy place for me. <laughs> that is a happy place. I will not try to besmirch your happy place. I love it, man. Everybody's got their happy places. One. Everybody go and find your happy places. This is recommended. This isn't just Father Mike's silly stuff. This is like uh, yeah. the great spiritual masters say. Right. You find those places of grace where you can rest with Christ. Right. A lot of them are biblical. Mm-hmm. And, um, you, yeah, you sit there with Jesus. And yeah. you can go back there. You know, if you're having trouble in prayer, you can go back there. It's, it's very much encouraged. Mm-hmm. The repetition. Mm-hmm. I mean, the repetition to actually continue to draw out from that event, that story, the, the prayer session, whatever, like deeper fruit. And then once you've experienced that repetition, to wait and to savor it mm. and to just allow yourself to say, that was a place where I encountered the Lord. And if you can, to, to, to inscribe that, to actually write it down, not just in a journal, but to recall it in, even in your own soul, where you say, that was a moment where I encountered the living God. I mean, Jacob, Abraham, they only had however many experiences with the living God, but that's formed the, the scriptures, and, yeah. the, and the writings continue in the hearts of 
of the faithful. So, I mean, that's part of the reason why we really need yeah. uh, those moments. Of, and just to sharpen those memories, because mm-hmm. you can't waste those graces. You think when you're young, maybe, that these are going to come all the time. Then you realize, oh, this yep. is, you know, yep. I, need to, I need to take care of those. You know, really guard those and call them to, call them to mind periodically. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. That's my... Cool. I like that. Uh, biblical happy better. places. Man. I actually feel better Isn't now. that great? Yeah. Yeah. I do too. Thank God. That's great. So, um, shout out. I wanted to give a shout out to uh, this guy, Mitch Geist Kemper. Mitch Geist Kemper. Who I ran into in a funny situation at a parish in Iowa. And I don't have to tell the story, I, but I got a nice email follow-up from Mitch and uh, his beautiful little daughter. They were at the back of the church and uh, just happened to run into him. And uh, anyway, he said he likes the show. He tried to get me to stay so I could say hi to the choir, but I was on the road, on the road trip with my sister trying to get back from that funeral. So um, anyway, Mitch, thanks for the shout. And here's one back at you. Right. Cool. Geist Kempa. Geist Kempa. I looked up Kempa, but I couldn't figure it out what it was. Oh, man. Google Translate Some didn't give it to me. The spirit of Kemper. Um, so, uh, shout out to the Harper family, the Harper Bison family in um, uh, Boston. They came and visited the parish. They got a number of boys, and uh, they, uh, they came and visited uh, really the day after the scandals broke. And it was a great like encouragement for me personally. Oh, good, yeah. And they were visiting uh, and just needed some like advice on where to go, and so I sent them to all different places. I think they went to Sweet Cow and Moss Chaos. Nice. And went to Regis and drank some Lublin. They never found Lublin. Hopefully, they found it. Oh eventually. no. So, um, but yeah, the um, it was just just a, a great gift uh, to meet them. So to Shannon, Michael, Benjamin, Joseph, James, and Noah. Um, I like that last they, name. I did. Well, I, I like all the names, but I did give them some uh, beaver nuggets, and she said that they tasted like uh, Captain Crunch. Oh, that's how. That's a good thing. I think that's it. I never ate a I lot love of Captain, Captain Crunch. Crunch. Oh, I love it. Are there Crunch berries? Yep. There's mm-hmm. actually oops all berries, which oh, is yeah. just berries, which sounds good, but it's a little too yeah. much. So what? It's like fruity pebbles or something. Mm-hmm. No, those are. Yeah, okay. Those are just a whole different type. Exactly. So, yeah, awesome. Well, uh, have some profitable uh, scripture reflections, hopefully, everyone. Oh, yeah. And uh, find your happy place. Oh, hey, here's another. Last note. Last note. This is a tech recommendation, modern technology recommendation, which is uh, I've been listening to uh, various podcasts on biblical, like nerd subjects, right? But I ran into the Bible Project. Do you know about the Bible Project? This is John Collins and uh, Tim Mackey. Have you seen this? Okay, so they got YouTube videos and a a YouTube channel, and they do these little animated shorts, about seven minutes each, for each book of the Bible. And it goes through the whole thing. I had this this idea when I was doing youth ministry. I'm like, this needs to happen. They do posters. And theirs are awesome. They're really good. And they're scholarly, man. One of those guys is a biblical scholar, and the other one's an animator. I think they do. I think they do posters that you can put on your wall so you can memorize oh, the yeah. the scripture. Yeah, I mean it's all of the story that kind of sh- shows up on one yeah, board. storyboard. Yeah, cool. It's awesome. Go all check right. it out. I'll the Bible it. Project. They have all the biblical books and then other topics too. 
Check it out. They're not Catholics, but they're uh, solid, you know? And it's the same Bible, baby. That's right. Okay, folks, catholicstuffpodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, cooking shows, better housekeeping. Seek 2019. Seek coming. Seek by folks. Oh, yeah. Hey, quick uh, quick question. Do you guys want single rooms or double rooms for Seek Conference? Because we're going. We're going to Seek Conference. I just figure whatever they give me. Together. Room yeah, together. we can room together. Yeah, cool. I think it's cheaper, huh? All right. Folks, check it out. We will be in touch next week. Laters. Ciao.